Hughes came up clutch, not Jack, Luke Hughes came up clutch for the Devils. And Akira Schmid to the rescue once again. Was that the last that we saw Mackenzie Blackwood in a New Jersey Devil sweater? Because he is set to become a restricted free agent at the conclusion of the playoffs. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils Ride for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. That was one hell of a way to close out the regular season. But in the words of the late, great Kobe Bean Bryant, job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Because 82 games have come and gone. It is now officially the postseason. And for the first time ever of me being a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, I get to cover playoff hockey i no longer have to go straight into silly season or wait till the exit meeting interviews are concluded no we still got more hockey games to break down and i am just so happy that i finally get to cover playoff hockey on this platform so i can't wait but we still got a game to break down so once again this game was exciting in more ways than one we saw the new jersey devils go down big early then Mackenzie Blackwood was pulled from the game. Akira Schmid was able to step up to the plate. We saw Luke Hughes. He had a tremendous outing, and he walked home the hero as he was able to get the game-winning goal in OT in exciting fashion. And the New Jersey Devils, they have set some personal milestones. They have set some team milestones. They have set some NHL milestones. So let's start with that before we talk about the goalies, Luke Hughes, and all that other great stuff. So let's start with Dougie Hamilton. So Dougie Hamilton was able to score in this game, and he is now tied Barry Beck for the most goals by a defenseman in franchise history. So Barry Beck set that record while the New Jersey Devils were called the Colorado Rockies at the time back in the late 70s. So Dougie Hamilton finishes the regular season with 22 goals. So once again, he has tied the franchise record set by Barry Beck in the late 1970s for most goals in a single season by a defenseman. Hughes, he was able to reach 99 points of the year. He walked away with two points in this game, just one point shy, and that one has to sting a little bit. However, he did get his final assist of the year, courtesy of his brother scoring in OT. So honestly, you couldn't have scripted that any better, and we'll talk more about that in segment two. He sure was able to reach 80 points this year, so a career year for our captain, Nico Heischer. A lot of people have said that the conversation of Nico Heischer and superstar, the ship has sailed in that regard. But quite honestly, I don't think Nico Heischer is being given the credit that he deserves because he has had a big year and a big resurgence because, remember, COVID kind of derailed them. Injuries kind of derailed them. And now I know he, going into this season, he had played in like, what, 300 NHL games, so people were writing him off. But Nico Heischer continues to surprise people in more ways than one. Jesper Bratt, he has now reached 73 points during the course of the regular season. So Jesper Bratt, he bet on himself, and now 
he is looking for that lengthy extension because I said one of the factors for Jesper Brack to get that extension, he has to show that last year wasn't just a fluke. It wasn't just him trying to show out in a contract year. He is actually that good, that consistent compared to like Dougie Hamilton, Jack Hughes, or Nico Heischer, players who are signed to those long-term contracts. Now, let's talk about an NHL milestone that the New Jersey Devils have set. Now, since the New Jersey Devils were able to walk away with two points at the conclusion of this game, the Devils now sit atop of the biggest point turnaround in a single season. Who would have thought going into the year that the New Jersey Devils would set that record? I sure as hell didn't. That is just the epitome of how successful this season has been for New Jersey Devils. Going into the season, a lot of people were writing them off. A lot of people were doubting them. I know I talk a lot about this on this show, but the fact that the New Jersey Devils broke the NHL record for biggest point turnaround in a single season, it just goes to show you that their rebuild is now officially over. They are legitimate, and they still have a lot of young prospects in that pipeline who can make some noise at the NHL level. So the New Jersey Devils, they are certainly not done. They still have a lot of developing to do. And they set the franchise record for most wins in a single season with 52. So round of applause for Tom Fitzgerald, Lindy Ruff, the entire roster, whoever, successful season in the books, A-plus season. The Devils never got shut out during the course of this year. And I think this game is the perfect example of how the season has gone for Devils because, like I said, they were down big pretty early, so they were going to need a miraculous run to try to tie the game and maybe potentially come away with the win. Now, it's a bittersweet kind of victory because even though it was probably one of the more exciting wins during the course of the year, and I'm not just saying that, but the fact that the Carolina Hurricanes beat the Florida Panthers – This win didn't really mean much in the grand scheme of things, except for maybe like pride or or just maybe just getting that extra win. So the the fact of the matter is simply this, which is I think the ultimate goal for the Devils was to finish atop of the Metropolitan Division. But I said in the last episode, even if the Devils didn't finish first in the Metro, I still think the New York Rangers are quite honestly a better matchup for them because I think the Rangers will give them lesser trouble compared to the Florida Panthers because we know the history between the Florida Panthers and the New Jersey Devils throughout the course of the year. So like I said, it sucks that the New Jersey Devils are not going to be the divisional champions out in the Metro. But at the same time, this win was still exciting because Bill Spaulding and Ken Danico said it best, despite the uh, Devils coming away with this big win, it doesn't really mean much in the grand scheme of things since the Hurricanes ended up being the Panthers. So that kind of sucks. But at the same time, I think a lot of fans don't really care. They just, they're just glad to get to the playoffs. And like I said, they broke the franchise record for most wins in a single season with 52 and no one could take that away from them. So one of the big storylines that we're going to dissect in this episode is the comparison between Mackenzie Blackwood and Akira Schmidt, because one goalie had an abysmal performance and the other showed out. So Prior to the game, it was revealed that Akira Schmidt was brought up from the Utica Comets and Vitek Vanacek was going to be made a healthy scratch for rest purposes. So it was going to be either Mackenzie Blackwood or Akira Schmidt. Now, I did tell you guys that come during the playoffs, the roster does expand for the Devils. However, it doesn't change the fact that only 20 people can dress. So that's 18 skaters plus two goalies. And we're going to talk about that momentarily. But let's talk about Mackenzie Blackwood's abysmal performance so Mackenzie Blackwood in this game he saw 11 shots 
and was only able to save seven of them. So all four goals that the Washington Capitals scored in this matchup, they got it past Mackenzie Blackwood. So a lot of people were just like just debating on Twitter as to what's going to happen come the course of the playoffs. And some people were even saying that this was probably the last time that we're going to see Mackenzie Blackwood in a Devils uniform because, like I just said moments ago, two goalies can dress despite the roster being expanded. So Akira Schmidt came to the rescue once again. So Akira Schmidt, he saw 20 shots, and he was able to save all 20. And one of those saves came at the hands of a Capitals power play. And I saw Akira Schmidt make grade A save after grade A save during the course of OT, keeping the New Jersey Devils' win hopes alive. So now that the regular season is over and the playoffs are right around the corner, we now have to have this discussion. And Lindy Ruff has a tough decision to make. Who do you make your backup goalie? Is it Akira Schmidt or is it Mackenzie Blackwood? Now, I've said in prior episodes that I think the New Jersey Devils are going to lean towards Mackenzie Blackwood just because he's been around the longest. He's a veteran player. However, the tune is starting to change just a little bit, especially in this matchup. So you cannot be playing with fire come the course of the playoffs. Look, seniority out the window. Everyone is 0-0 come the playoff time. And going into the playoffs, I think you have to ride the hot hand of Akira Schmidt. So Vitek Vancek is your starter. Akira Schmidt is your backup. I think Lindy Ruff has to do that if he knows what's best for him. So look, I know Mackenzie Blackwood is one of the longest tenured players on the roster for the New Jersey Devils, but we got to put our feelings aside. The fact of the matter is simply this. Akira Schmidt is a better goalie. Now, one of the reasons why I didn't want to put all this pressure on Akira Schmidt is because having spoken to Akira Schmidt a couple times in the locker room, he sometimes admits that during like big moments or when he's called upon to do a certain task, he does get a little nervous. So I think that nervous energy can just crank up a little bit come during the playoffs because we're putting him in a position that he's not really comfortable with instead of easing him into it. But I think Akira Schmidt is ready because once again, he was brought up at the last possible second before the game started and he came in during relief and the New Jersey Devils were already down big. They were down four to one. So the Devils couldn't afford to let up any more goals. Now, Here's the thing. When looking at the goals that the New Jersey Devils did let up, it is a two-way street. So there was one instance in which the Capitals went on a two-on-one advantage and unfortunately just left the Devils in a vulnerable position. There was another example in which Jack Hughes had a lazy turnover in the defensive end, and thus the Capitals were able to score with ease. So I know this is a two-way street. I know it's not always on Blackwood, but the fact of the matter is simply this. The Devils, it's not like they – improved the the tidiness of taking care of the puck when Akira Schmidt checked into the game, but Akira Schmidt was able to make those saves. He saw way more shots than Mackenzie Blackwood, and none of them went past him. Whereas for Mackenzie Blackwood, you can forgive one goal. You can forgive two goals, but four goals, come on, man. You're supposed to be like one of the go-to guys in net for the Devils, and the fact that you're letting up these goals, I, I just don't have trust in you anymore. I tried believing in you. I tried riding with you, but at the end of the day, it's the playoffs. And sometimes you do have to make the difficult decision. So I think the decision that Lindy Ruff needs to make is that you need to look at the numbers and the numbers back it up, which is Akira Schmidt is the better goalie than Mackenzie Blackwood, at least for this season, because 
Akira Schmidt going into this matchup, he appeared in 18 games. He had a win-loss record of 9-5-2, a goals against average of 2-1-3, and a save percentage of 9-22. When comparing that to Mackenzie Blackwood, Blackwood has appeared in 21 games. He has a win-loss record of 10-6-2. He has a goals against average of 3.04 and a save percentage of 899. So Look, Blackwood has been solid and he has his moments. And I know, like, I can't reiterate this enough. Sometimes the circumstance is not on entirely his shoulders. But at the same time, when just looking at this game, it, it was a tale of two cities. It was a tale of two halves. It was a tale of two different games. And Akira Schmidt had the better game and was able to keep the Devils in the game and help them amount this comeback. So once again, like, look, I respect that Mackenzie Blackwood has been on the team for a while, but you've got to go with Akira Schmidt during the course of the playoffs. I'm sorry, but that's the facts are there. Akira Schmidt is the better goalie. He might be younger. He may have less experience, but I have more faith in Schmidt compared to Blackwood. So that's my stance in regard to Mackenzie Blackwood and Akira Schmidt. You got to go with Schmidt. Now, I want to end the goalie talk discussion on a bit of a high note. So courtesy of MSG, they highlighted the improvement in terms of stats for the New Jersey Devils in between the pipes. So last season, the New Jersey Devils were second to last in the NHL for slot save percentage in the 31st position. This year, they ranked 14th. Inner slot save percentage, they ranked 31st, second to last once again. However, this year, they've improved to 12th. Team save percentage. 32nd, dead last in the entire league, and they have improved to 11th. So the goaltending has gotten much better, and Mackenzie Blackwood, I'll say this, he's had his moments, he's had his games, and like, and sometimes he doesn't get any goal support, and sometimes he's just very unlucky. But at the same time, I think you have to accredit most of those numbers to Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt, and plus Mackenzie Blackwood has been injured not once but twice during this year. So, and who steps up their game in his absence? It's Vanacek and Schmidt. So, once again, just wanted to end the goalie talk on a bit of a high note. All right, let's talk about Luke Hughes. What more can I say about the Hughes family? Right now, they got to be on cloud nine. They got to be celebrating. They got to be popping champagne, whatever the case might be, because they have three successful brothers in the NHL or three successful kids in the NHL because I'm talking about the parents in this case. But uh, Luke Hughes in this game, not only did he get his first career NHL point, he was able to get his first career goal when it mattered most in overtime. So we'll talk about the overtime goal momentarily, but let's talk about his secondary assist on Eric Halla's goal. So Candanico broke it down uh, when they were showing the replay, which is you see that Luke Hughes had possession of the puck. It goes out into neutral zone. And you just see the skating ability. You see the stick work of Luke Hughes. He's not losing his composure. He's not losing his balance. He is like cool as a cucumber. And he's able to maneuver it up ahead to try to set up Sharon Govich. Sharon Govich passes over to Hala. And Hala just has a beauty of a shot and was able to go, what, like top shelf on Kemper. So the offense execution overall for Devils was actually pretty good, even if they weren't translating it to goals early on. And Candanico said best. Sooner or later, they were going to find the back of the net. But going back to Luke Hughes, it was just a great sequence of events for him to pick up his first career points. So once again, he's just looked very comfortable out there. And we'll talk about that soon. But let's talk about his first career NHL goal.
So it's in overtime. It's four on four. The Devils originally were supposed to be in the power play, but then Dougie Hamilton goes to the box. So it's four on four. Like I just said, Luke Hughes had a beauty of a look. Unfortunately, Kemper was able to knock it away initially, but he stayed with it and was able to go behind the net and just shoot the puck on in. And it just went in and out of the net. And thus he scored in overtime and walked away the hero. Luke Hughes is just amazing. And for that person who tweeted out saying that people are just going to have to accept the fact that Luke isn't good, your tweet just continues to age like sour milk by the day. Luke Hughes, in the words of Jersey Joe, is good. I have to censor myself because I don't want the, uh, the, the, the network to come at me. But Luke Hughes, just amazing outing. And he just looked very comfortable out there. So something that a lot of people don't realize is that Luke Hughes actually had the second most amount of time on the ice amongst the defensemen, and only ahead of him was Dougie Hamilton. Speaking of which, Dougie Hamilton and Luke Hughes were paired alongside each other as the game progressed. So Luke Hughes was getting some reps on the top defensive pair with Dougie Hamilton, who, like I just said, tied the franchise record for most goals by a defenseman in a single season. So that was great repetition by Luke Hughes. Now, a lot of people are probably wondering, does this mean that Luke Hughes might start during the playoffs? I don't want anyone to get their hopes up. I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I really don't think so. He had a fantastic showing, but here's the thing. The Devils were resting some guys, so they were resting John Marino, Andre Pilat, Michael McLeod is still injured, Ryan Graves, and VTech Manchek. So Luke Hughes had a tremendous outing, and during his post-game uh, media availability, Luke Hughes didn't seem so sure if he was going to start during the course of the playoffs. So it might be something that Lindy Ruff might ponder on. But the problem is you got so many uh, other good defensemen in front of him that I just don't, like I said in prior episodes, I don't see him like starting during the course of the playoffs. He might get a game here and there. Like if the Devils are up three to nothing in the series, then maybe they'll just like roll the dice and just give him a chance. And Luke Hughes said that whatever happens, he'll be ready when his number is called. But at the same time, he didn't seem too sure because the question was, like, how exciting is it going to be to watch Jack Hughes during the course of the playoffs? So I think uh, Luke Hughes is not going to be given a rep during the course of the playoffs. However, this game was just just a statement game for Luke Hughes because he just looks so comfortable out there. So whether he got the assist or whether he got the goal, whatever the case might be, he just looked so relaxed and he looked like he knew what he was doing. He was just handling the puck beautifully. He was skating well. He was able to keep offensive possessions alive. And he just looked like a smart-minded, offensive type of player, even though he's a defenseman, just like his brother. And I guess clutchness just runs in the family. So Luke Hughes had a tremendous outing in this one for the New Jersey Devils. But there's one other player who I want to give credit to because he sort of, once again, because of the shine of Luke Hughes and the debate between Akira Schmidt and Mackenzie Blackwood, this player, once again, is going to fall under the radar, but that's Eric Holla. Eric Holla made his triumphant return after missing, like, what, the last couple of games due to maintenance reasons, and uh, Candanico revealed that it was injury-related. So Eric Holla was able to score twice in this game. So that means Eric Holla has six goals in his last seven. So that that is just amazing from Eric Holla. His defense was always there, but his offense is starting to pick it up at the right possible time. So your apology to Eric Kala needs to be just as loud as your slander. But my MVP for the game, obviously, I'm going to have to go with Luke Hughes just because of just 
he 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 didn't have much time to adjust and he looks and he looked very comfortable out there and he just looked amazing and once again Darcy Kemper was just on one especially early on in the game look he was just stopping shot after shot after shot for Devils and then they were able to figure him out Kier Schmidt comes into the game and then the momentum just kind of shifted into the Devils favor so another comeback from behind victory I believe that's the Devils 26th comeback from behind victory uh during the course of this year so not something I would want to play out, play with during the course of the playoffs. So try it, try not to fall behind that far, especially when uh, you're going against the best of the best. But still, great outing for New Jersey. Now, before I compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade, I want to tell you about game time because the playoffs are right around the corner. I know tickets can be expensive, but forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the date of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and even hockey playoffs. So the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game time is the place for the last minute ticket deals. So get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so before I compare the stats, I want to give a shout out to a guy who also returned from injury after missing like a month or so, and that is Curtis Lazar. So you guys know I'm big on Curtis Lazar. I think he can provide that grit. He can provide that physicality. He can provide that aggression, and he showed it in this game when he went uh, toe-to-toe with Rasmus Sedin. So what happened? Well, got tangled a little bit. I think Hala broke his stick, and and as a result, they both go crashing into the boards. Sadine drops his stick and Lazard picks it up and Sadine didn't take much exception to that. So he started to tussle with Lazard and Lazard just body slammed him onto the ice. Unfortunately, Lazard did get a 10 minute uh, game misconduct. So he was essentially ejected for the rest of the second period. He did return in period number three, but still that was pretty entertaining to see. And the penalty was like using an opponent's uh, equipment and that is such a rare penalty. Quite honestly, I, I even forget that's in the rule book. But uh, nice to know. And nice to know that Curtis Lazar is trying to assert himself and just trying to make a name for himself. And quite honestly, I'm not against uh, Curtis Lazar getting some reps uh, during the course of the playoffs. But let's compare the stats, and then I'll give the Devils a letter grade. So when looking at the shots on goal category, the Devils led it 34 to 31. Face-off percentage, Devils led once again 52% to 48%. Power play, Devils were one for two, thanks to Miles Wood. So shout out to Woody once again for scoring. Uh, And and Thomas Tatar, he was able to get the assist because Tatar had the one-timer. Wood redirected it on in, so re-signed Thomas Tatar. Power play for the Capitals, 0 for 1. Hits, 19 to 16 in favor of the Devils. Blocks, 19 to 7 in favor of the Capitals. Giveaways, Capitals led that department, 10 to 5. So if I had to give this game a letter grade. I don't want to give the Devils an A because they did go down fairly early and they and you you could put the blame on Mackenzie Blackwood, but the people in front of them weren't really on their game either. So like I said, when it comes to goalies letting up goals and uh just the score being what it is, it's a two-way street. So 
I'm going to give the – but the Devils did amount in a miraculous comeback. It was an exciting game to watch, and they did the impossible. They achieved a lot of personal milestones, team milestones, and also uh, NHL milestones. So I'll give the Devils a B-plus in this game. They, yeah, they, they deserve a B-plus because, like I said, they amounted the comeback. It was an exciting win. It was an exciting outing. And Luke Hughes, he came to play, and he put the world – on notice, which is something the Devils have been doing throughout the course of the year. So let me know what you guys think. What did you think of this outing for Luke Hughes? And do you want to see him during the course of the playoffs? Do you think he has earned the right to play during the course of the playoffs? Because once again, keep in mind, there were some key players who were healthy scratches for rest purposes. And also, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Who do you want to be the backup goalie come the playoffs? Mackenzie Blackwood or Kara Schmidt? Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMat4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day in New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.